welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, and I'm an advanced level eventer, dedicated yogi and meditator, self-improvement enthusiast, and plant-based athlete, and I'm currently based in Aiken, South Carolina. I'm Tyler Held, and I'm a professional groom finishing a master's in sports psychology. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast focused on positive thinking and motivating others. I'm also in Aiken, South Carolina, though we are reaching the end of our southern season here. We are. It's gone by so fast. Yeah. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, lots of big things happening. We had mm-hmm. a really good weekend. Yeah, at uh, the Liftmaster Grand Prix eventing at Bruce's Field. That was so much fun. So I, I like I really liked grooming for you guys, Team Barry. Yeah. Um, I had I had a blast. My horse was great. At least in the jumping, we're still working on the dressage. But um, anyway, it was so much fun. Um, the organizers and sponsors, volunteers and spectators um, really made it feel like a big deal. It was such a cool venue. Uh, it was also a great thing for Aiken. It got the community involved, and it was really inviting to like non-horsey people. Oh, yeah. So. I had a, um, a friend from my gym that I go to down here was like, I heard this is going on and you yeah. know came out to watch and everything so that's really cool to kind of get members of the community involved in yeah. the sport of eventing yeah it was amazing how many people were there mm-hmm. the crowds were pretty big for the show jumping and cross country um so that's i think what our sport really needs too yeah yeah and uh and we got to do a little bit of work for charity too emily got auctioned off oh yeah in front of a crowd that was Fun. I'd never been auctioned before. I'm glad it was for a good cause. Um, but yeah, that was great. On Thursday, there's that Calcutta, so the riders got auctioned off. And uh, when you went up on stage, you like drew a charity out of a hat. And I drew Aiken Equine Rescue, which was awesome because it's a great charity. And also, my friend Jim Rhodes is the one that runs it, so that was even more fun. And he was one of the bid spotters, too, so that made for <laughs> an and entertaining night. Emily so. was the highest-selling filly of the night, though her her husband was here driving up the price. So <laughs> It's all for a good cause. But, uh, yeah, so um, that, was, that was great. Yeah. And I can't wait till next year. I'm very excited. Yeah. So speaking of horse shows, the season is really kicking into gear, and uh, that brings us to this week's topic, which is horse show anxiety. Very, very exciting about yeah. you know this is my this is my forte here. Yeah, Tyler's all about this. <laughs> uh, before we get into this week's episode, we should probably touch base on some of the topics. Which, if you haven't listened to episode one or episode two, you can go ahead and go back and listen to those. Um, last week's episode, we talked about relationships um, and fostering positive ones within our equine communities. Um, I hope everyone had a really great Valentine's Day. I know that we did. Yeah, well, we actually had like a Galentine's Day. Yes. So a bunch of girlfriends, we went out to dinner at this new Thai restaurant, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I got glutened because they told me everything on the menu was gluten-free. They and lie. It was very not gluten-free. Um, so that's really not fun to get sick on Valentine's Day. Um, but you enjoyed it until that point. I did enjoy it. I got to eat my favorite Thai dish that I will never eat again. Because <laughs> that was a risky choice. It was a risky choice. But they were like, everything's gluten-free. So anyways, um, I also didn't get a bouquet of broccoli. So that was like a little bit disappointing as far as Valentine's Day. I really Day. should have stepped up and did that. Yeah. But apparently I'm not that good. My mom so. sent me a care package, and she um, she sent me some beef jerky, though, so yeah. it's, it's okay. So, it's almost it's as good. Amazing. And we got some really good fresh fruit brought to the barn by Patricia and Dave, so that was appreciated. Yeah, they said they heard it on a podcast or something. Yeah, I don't like, know what that is. podcast is that? Maybe but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then episode one, we talked about goal setting, and we did a 
20 goals or 19 goals geez i have 20 goals 19 goals for 2019 yep and so we kind of want to touch base in those to hold ourselves accountable for the goals we may or may not be reaching this year right which i think we're doing pretty good at reaching them but i was able to cross off another goal which was to do an aerial yoga class Mm -hmm. we did that i think two weeks ago tyler joined me and um we went to the Half Moon Studio, which is at the Vista Schooling and Event Center, which is a great place for young horses, and there's lots to do and see there. But they have this really beautiful studio, and it has floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking the pastures. It was pretty picturesque as I was, like, hanging inverted from the aerial swing. I was like, oh, this is lovely. So, um, and our instructor was really fun. Um, Kelly, thanks for that class. Yeah. Um, and I think it was great because it tested my core strength and it also kind of showed you if you had any asymmetry in your body, which yeah. was interesting because like when you're hanging and like you have to push your legs to make the swing do things and then if you're stronger with one, it'll push one way. So um, I can see where that's really beneficial for riding. So Yeah, we got we to gotta try to make it back. Probably, probably next week next would be week, our last chance. We need to do it next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll put it in the calendar. So that was good to get that checked off. Um, also, an update on my alarm saga, because like, one of my goals was to find an alarm that actually gets me up. I found an app. It's called Alarmy, and it's been working pretty well. Um, so basically, it goes off in the morning, and you have to solve these math problems which like I couldn't do right now (laughs) if you handed me probably they're not super hard but they're not like two plus two they're like 67 plus 113 there's no way or something you know and so like I wake up like it goes off and it's just it's almost like a game I'm like okay I've got to get this done because it will not shut up until you solve three math problems and um you know, I might wake up with a little anxiety because of it, but it does get me awake. So I'm happy to report that that is going better, and I've been getting up at 5.30 every morning. That is excellent. I am super happy for you, Emily. Yeah. So, um, Tyler, what about your goals? Um, well, you know, like, I put I put finishing my master's degree on my um, list, and I am, I am hoping that by the next time I talk to you guys, this thing is done and in the bag. I'm starting new adventures with jenny at the end of the month so yeah to be able to be done you know not that i couldn't do it both but to be able to really be done and focused on the next adventure the next, will yeah. be exciting so i'm finishing all the editing and revising of my thesis right now i've got about 25 pages it's going to be 30 eventually and yeah. there's definitely some revisions that need to be done but it's really exciting because i'm actually writing that on mindful sports performance enhancement and um flow states in equestrian athletes so that kind of ties into our topics for today and i have no doubt you'll get it done because you're a doer so it's gonna happen it's true one thing that i do have a doubt about is my um i want to run a pr 5k which Mm -hmm. i wrote down i was like man maybe i can get it done in under 25 minutes which my fastest time is 29 minutes and that's actually quite a bit of difference when it comes Comes to running yeah and I've been, li- yeah, I've been lifting weights a lot, so that doesn't really make you run faster, right. unfortunately. So if anyone wants to get me out of the house and go for a quack, fast run, like if you've got that seven-minute mile down, yeah. I will chase you. Um, well, I would help, but I prefer a casual jog. Okay. So, right. um, and you need speed training, so maybe one of our listeners can help you out. Yeah, maybe they're cute and single, too. Like, that would be... That would be an added bonus. Just... So, um... And the anyway. mail. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I think we wanted to shout out to our new sponsor. Oh, yes. Equestrian Wellness. Um, really excited about this. We connected with Valerie on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and she listened to our podcast and liked what we were doing. And I was able to have a nice conversation on the phone with her about kind of our journeys into wellness and love for horses and we just really hit a lot of common ground on a lot of things so yeah so it um, seemed like a pretty natural fit to like work together yeah yeah no and she has like a really great line of products online um she sent us some essential oils helmet spray which um i mean i i've been using it 
but I haven't been riding as much as Emily. Emily rode 10 horses today, so... It was a big day for riding. I feel like your helmet probably but, needed some oh, yeah, essential my, oil. My, my helmet, helmet spray needed out that spray. Um, and I just, like, I feel like a new person yeah. when I spray it in. I almost forget that I'm, like, still covered in horse hair and dirt because yeah. I smell so good. Yeah, so. yep. Anyway, and then also she sent us the stable to city wipes, which yep. are really nice. Um, they're in this like convenient, compact little case. It's almost like a like little thing of like mint, like breath mint. So like yeah, think of that, it but like. it's like facial wipes, and they're teeny tiny little like pellets. Basically, you run them underwater, and then you've got a facial wipe. And they too have, I think, some essential oils in them, um, and you can wipe your face down which is perfect for those days where i think this weekend between the like mini pre and i had some horses to braid i got back to the farm at 6 57 and i was like okay well we have to leave for dinner by 7 10 so there was not time for a shower in there so stable to city wipes definitely came in clutch yeah so we're excited about that, and um, thank you, Valerie. Yep, yep. We're hoping to do some work with her for the next episode, too, which I think we're going to talk about nutrition, so yeah. that'll be fun. Really good. So our next segment is... We're, we need a name for this, basically, guys. So yeah. if you have a suggestion, please let us know. We're going to talk about the books that we're reading this yeah. month. So some catchy section... It's not catchy right now, but here we go, talking about books that we're reading. (laughs) Yay. Woo. Okay, well, um, we both recently read Educated by Tara Westover. Yes. So, which was such a good book, like Page Turner. Very good. Couldn't put it down. Well, I had to, because it was very long, so I couldn't do it in one (laughs) setting, but I didn't want to put it down. It is long. It's worth it. Thanks, Willa, for the recommendation. It's really good. A little hard to explain, but we'll give you the overview. Yeah. And go? Is that me? Uh, Yeah, you can go. So, (laughs) basically, it's this girl who lives in Idaho, and her family is Mormon, and they're basically like doomsday preppers they're survivalists survivalists survivalists. and um they don't believe in doctors or school or anything to do with the government so this girl tara never stepped foot in a classroom and she but she was interested in education right so she taught herself enough to pass the act yep and then went to college got a phd from cambridge it's very Pretty, inspiring. Yeah. Like, if you can literally grow up with no concept of how the outside world functions and go on to get a PhD from Cambridge, I feel like we're all, like, underachieving in our lives. Which yeah. is interesting because that is a topic in one of the other books that I read this mm-hmm. month, which was Wooden, um, which is the – he's some crazy basketball coach that has right. won a bunch one of champions of and stuff. And he said that we are all underachievers. And the concept of being an overachiever doesn't make any sense because how could you achieve beyond your potential? Like, you can't be yeah. an overachiever. That's so true. So that was very fascinating. That's, that's interesting. He's like, we're all underachieving. And he, yeah. I mean, also, I took a lot of great things from the book. Like, he had seven championships in a row, ended up doing 10 total. But for the first 10 years of his career, he didn't have a single championship so you know if you're starting out in your career and you're stressed out and you have some horse show anxiety you know just wait because it could take 10 years it before takes you... time I, i'm still waiting yeah <laughs> so well, we're waiting here with you Emily. yeah so that sounds like a really interesting book yes yeah the other big takeaway from that book was socks um <laughs> Socks. Socks, yeah. He literally would teach his players how to take off their socks Mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't crease because he didn't want... Creases cause blisters, and we don't have time for blisters, basically. Nobody got time for blisters. Nobody has time for blisters. And so that that level of paying attention to detail, I thought, was really interesting. Yeah, and that applies to lots of things. Applies to... Those little details. Yep, 
horses, you know, make sure your growth fits or you're going to give them a growth rub and ain't nobody got time for a growth rub <laughs> or a bit rub. Don't, don't any, hang on your horses. Rubs. Rub no rubs. <laughs> rubs are bad. As I like ripped my hands open <laughs> at CrossFit because I refused to wear gloves, but ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> Take your own advice. Um, anyway, so cool. What other so, book did you read? I read. Or you're reading. I'm reading currently. I have been a little busy so not quite as far along in this book as I wanted but um meditation for fidgety skeptics which is by Dan Harris and um the title is pretty self-explanatory so um I'm not a skeptic but I thought it would be helpful to understand where others might have issues so I can give guidance if anyone asks I guess um so the book basically debunks common reasons why people don't meditate and it explains the benefits of meditation and gives sample meditations for different obstacles that people might face when they're beginning their meditation journey. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's hilarious. Like just the way it's written is really funny. So I love books that make me laugh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. So if anybody is interested in learning more about meditation and might have, you know, some hangups, I would definitely suggest that book awesome yeah i'm gonna have to read that one after you're done yeah. with it um and you finished another big book right yes i actually read a textbook um, yeah this month which that was like my one i've been keeping up with my book a week and i was like all right here's this textbook like let me read this um textbooks are hard to read but i did it but you did it because you know, you have to have a purpose behind your conquest, and mm -hmm. the textbook that I read was on mindful sports performance enhancement, which is always something I'm interested in because I like the, you know, I meditate and I know how it affects me, but I don't know why it affects me. And so kind of reading this intervention strategy, kind of put it in black and white terms of this is the research that's out there and... Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what you were looking at just I'm now. I was making so. sure everything was still recording. It is. We're okay. good to go. Um, Didn't mean to freak you out there. That's okay. That's okay. Sorry, but listeners. Anyways, Mindful Sports Performance Enhancement, read the textbook, turned out to be super beneficial because I'm basing my thesis off of it, um, and we're going to talk about some of the concepts of that in today's episode, yeah. which we're already doing. So, so Tyler... Without Science further it ado, take it away. It's time to time to talk about that. So, kind of like an intro to horse show anxiety. Everybody like totally normal. Everybody experiences anxiety. Yeah, and if you say you don't, you're lying. It's like, true. It's that's <laughs> a lie. Everybody's nervous at some point. But it's also like one of those things. Like if you're somebody else and you're looking at into someone someone else's anxiety you're like what like that doesn't actually make any sense you're right. being ridiculous right now but to the person experiencing the anxiety it is very real that is that is very true um so basically when we're talking about kind of tactics to handle horse show anxiety i think one of the biggest things is to understand that anxiety mm -hmm. where it's coming from is it a past experience? Are you nervous about what other people are thinking about you and how to channel it? So I'm going to back up to the other stuff later, but how to channel your anxiety. Um, one of the really important concept is to talk about activation levels. So activation levels is basically your anxiety and using it to your benefit getting psyched up but not too psyched there's a theory called the inverted u theory where performance is best at moderate levels of arousal but worsens if it's too high or too low and this depending uh, like depending on the individual or task it's variable mm -hmm. so i'll we'll post a picture probably to our instagram yeah. page just so people can get a, vis a visual, visual of it but basically if you think about it you know, you want to be, have enough excitement to do well on your dressage test, but not so over anxious that you're not performing well. Yeah. And at the same level, you probably need to be a little bit more excited for cross country than you do for dressage, but yeah. still not too excited. And I always relate this to grooming of, 
when I have five horses at the show, I'm just amped up enough that everything's going to be in place. And I really feel like I'm in my peak zone. Yeah. And if I have one horse, I'm a little bit too underactivated. I'm going to forget the number on the saddle pad that day. Right. And if I have eight horses and I'm by myself, I'm a little bit too overactivated and my performance is going to slip. Right. I mean, that's totally the same with showing horses. Right, too, right, right. Grooming, showing, you know. Or just riding in riding. general. Yeah, for sure. So, and I think it's important to just know that being a little nervous is a good thing. It keeps you from being complacent and means that you care, you know. So, um, don't feel bad if you're nervous like that. That's just part of the job. Um, it's a survival instinct, and let's face it, some of the stuff we jump in eventing is downright scary. So, like, it's there to um, protect you and hopefully help you make good decisions. So, and if you aren't a little nervous, you may need to respect the sport a little. A yeah, little yeah. So, so exactly, exactly. But I think what you said about the balance um, of your activation levels is is good and you kind of have to change it depending on what you're doing you know so you want to acknowledge your anxiety and then channel it into your desired state of being so like in dressage you want to take that and make it into fluid and calm energy cross countries more like beast mode you know you gotta have, oh, yeah. have a little bit more and then show jumping you really want to channel that into focus precision so I think that is um a good way to look at yeah, yeah. Well, and then, and then the other thing that they say is to view, you know, your task that you have at hand that you're anxious about as a challenge versus a threat. Yeah. Whereas, because basically challenges and threats in our brain are perceived as the same thing, like same hormones, same chain of reaction, and I won't get too into that, but it's the same process. So you telling yourself this is a challenge instead of this is a threat is kind of letting your brain know okay like i'm excited right now and i need to be alert to take this on but i'm not panicking because i'm not in danger yeah yeah that's really which good. you're not in danger you're just going to jump some jumps <laughs> or do some dressage right fancy prancing <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah that's all kind of about reframing right right how you, how you feel it so that's a good good tip for sure also easier said than done as are most things so um what is the next topic you want to talk about well we'll go ahead and we'll talk about mindful sports performance enhancement which honestly that is just one name for one intervention strategy mm -hmm. but basically we're talking about the empirical evidence that links mindfulness to sports performance because you don't really think of like oh here I'm gonna go sit and meditate and that's gonna make me better at my sport yeah you know sports psychology you think like let's talk about imagery let's talk about goals let's talk about traditional um psychological skills training where we're kind of fixing a problem yeah whereas mindfulness based interventions focus on kind of cultivating a presence and an aura a little mm -hmm. bit um mindfulness is defined as moment-to-moment non-judgmental awareness so basically being in the moment and completing a task without judging yourself for not doing the task properly yeah um mindfulness is a lot of the tenets of the theory are related to the concept of flow which is being completely involved in your sport, not focusing on other things, um, you know, just really fully immersing, fully yourself. immersing yourself. Yeah. And basically, they've done a lot of research that says, while flow is not necessary for peak performance, oftentimes when you reach a level of peak performance, you are experiencing this flow state where everything else absolves and, and you're in it. So yeah. mindfulness has been introduced as a method to kind of facilitate flow. And to achieve it during sport, you have to practice it outside of sport. So this is where we're talking about things like meditation, mindful yoga, incorporating mindfulness into your daily routine, just being really 
present in the moment. You can do it when you're mucking stalls, when you're grooming horses, taking a breath to focus on the task and not think about anything else. And never like judging yourself for what you're doing. Like I should be doing this right now, or I should be doing that, or I should be doing this this way. Just Just do it. Do it. Yeah. I know for me, like, I really like things where I can be mindful in the barn and um, I try to use everyday tasks and just practice mindfulness. And one thing that I enjoy is sweeping. I like sweeping because, well, it's a good core workout. But (laughs) anyways, just like it's a good way to practice mindfulness because of the repetitive movement of the broom. And, um, you know, so you can focus on that, that movement you can focus on the pile of dirt you're creating, like how you're adding to it with each, um, you know, sweep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that word is. Um, anyway, and then, or you can focus on like the sound of the broom. Each swoop. Each swoop. <laughs> swoop. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things, you know, and that's just an example. Well, but yeah, and, and we kind of giggle about it, and you're like, okay, like you're going to focus on the sweeping or the swooping Um, (laughs) but one of the first strategies that um, these researchers created to introduce mindfulness was handing people a piece of candy and saying eat this really mindfully put it in your mouth wait 90 seconds like really experience eating this piece of candy and you're like Like, this is weird yeah but how many times do you jump a jump or do a dressage test and not even realize what you just did. Uh, yeah, I mean that. In happened. the bad way. There's a good way where you're like, wow, I was really like connected and I don't remember it, but there's a bad way of, I was thinking what about a million I other things. Do. Yeah, exactly. I think just getting like weirdly curious, you know, about yeah. simple tasks and just helps you stay present in what you're doing and like don't, don't be afraid to focus on those little yeah. details and yeah. really experience what's going on. Well, I think a lot to um, a lot of the sports psychology or, or high level performance and coaches is they're like, we won by not focusing on winning, but by focusing on the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. And I learned early on working in Barnes that if I was so focused on getting done by a certain time, I would be so anxious about getting everything done that like it was so, I wasn't there, I wasn't present, it was so crazy and disorganized that as soon as I stopped to just focus on each task and do it really mindfully, I'd get done faster than I would if I was trying really hard. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I mean, I I can't remember which book this was in, but there was another study that I just read recently where they had runners run at max effort. They said, give it 100%, and they clocked them. And then they did another trial, and they said, give it 90%. Yeah. And they actually ran faster when they were giving 90% instead of 100%. Huh. I wonder why that is. Just just because they were focusing. Don't on... try so hard, yeah. you know? Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. So, um, also, as far as mindful practices go, you know, meditation yes. is a big one. Um, Tyler and I meditate daily and enjoy it a lot. I am, um, I think... 12 days away from like a year of meditation with um this app that both emily and i use that we highly recommend it's yeah. called insight timer mm-hmm. and it logs your meditation so you know it tells you how many days you've been meditating and you know keeps track of your time if you're interested in that um but it's kind of cool it creates a bit of an incentive you know because mm-hmm. they'll send you little messages like oh you've meditated for 100 straight days or like Tyler's almost at a year. I think they should have something super cool like confetti coming out of your phone when I, you when you I hope that. I hope maybe my I phone will maybe explode. That'll happen. Like, <laughs> you did it. Um, so but anyways, as far as meditation goes as a whole, like I think we could probably do a whole episode on meditation, but we'll just do a, a brief kind of run through on it um 
So a lot of people think that they don't have time to meditate, and that's like a big holdup for people. Uh, but if you don't have time for it, you probably are the person that's going to benefit from it the most. Yeah, they say if you don't have five minutes to meditate, you don't have a life. Right. And, um, you know, you have to create time, time for things that are important, even if it's only a minute. Like, even if you can only meditate for a minute, like, mm-hmm. that still counts. It does. Um, I have had those days where my meditation yep. of the day has been just, I'm going to breathe for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's still helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously a longer sit has more long-term benefits, but um, a minute still counts. Yeah. So don't use that as an excuse. Um, and also, you know, some people just don't know how to get started and how to do it. You know, it doesn't have to be a formal sitting, like on a cushion with your legs crossed, which is what you typically see in pictures. It can be anywhere, and you can do anything. Like, you can be standing, you can lie down, you can sit on the floor, a chair, tap drunk. There's walking meditations. Yeah, there is there's, walking. I, I've done a couple. When I was running and I trained for my half marathon, one of the number one things that helped me get through that was running meditations. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Um, but it is good to try to find a relatively quiet place with mm-hmm. minimal distractions. So even if you're running or walking you know if you can find more of a secluded place I think that that helps yeah but again it doesn't have to be perfect you just need to to start a practice basically um you know if you're at a horse show you can do it in your truck you can do it in your trailer tack room horses stall I know Tyler you're a fan of meditating with the horses yes I actually do I will I will meditate with the horses when hand grazing at away shows And also, I will say one of the reasons that I am so serious about my job as a groom is I want to be so on the horse and like so ready that the rider doesn't have to worry about anything before they're getting on besides clearing their head. Like I want them to be able to take their minute of deep breathing and just get right on the horse. Yeah. Which if you don't have help, obviously, that's a little harder to do. Right. But give yourself extra time like there are always ways to (laughs) my dog is at the door (laughs) Emily's dog just came home he ran away for a bit but he's home of course you have to come home when we're recording and make a lot of noise but anyway yeah no anyways if you're if you're going to a show by yourself and you are an amateur and you don't have time to have a groomer or you know the resources give yourself that extra 10 minutes to be able to have your horse ready Take your second to yourself. Don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be frazzled getting on. For sure. And then just real quick, you know, once you've found this place and you're sitting, standing, whatever, all you need to do is breathe, you know? So as you inhale, you just kind of feel yourself expand. As you exhale, you want to feel yourself relax um, and then kind of notice what's going on in your body and your thoughts and breathe into any tension to help release it. Mm -hmm. So um, you can focus on the feel of the breath. Um, You can count your breath to keep you present. You can kind of create a cue, you know, as you breathe in, say in, and as you breathe out, say out. And just that can help you stay with the breath. Um, And then... You know, you're going to have thoughts when you're meditating, like that's just part of it. And you just need to acknowledge them and let them go. And make sure you don't like run off with the story that your mind is telling you. Um, yeah. And don't get upset about it either. Like there's no no judgment. Just notice and then move on and return to the breath. Yeah. So. No, and, and Insight Timer honestly is like a really, really great place to start just because of yeah. the way that they have, they have guided meditation set up that will kind of take you through like someone's prompting you inhale exhale so you kind of have less obligation to keep yourself on track and you have someone saying now you inhale now you exhale um they also have some good just like timers with music i know i'll do like a few meditations where i'm trying to visualize success which people don't think oh well that's not meditation because you're not clearing your mind but it is because i'm breathing and i'm focusing on one thing or you know picturing your body on a cloud floating in the sky like it's it's all there's all different yeah 
source of meditation. So like whatever works for you is is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you just it takes a lot of practice. Like you can't win at meditating. So it's not you know that's you don't, a hard one. <laughs> you can't win at it. It's uh, us type A exactly. personalities are like I'm doing it. I'm meditating. Right. I'm doing it right. But that's not the point. Yeah. And it's a never-ending learning process. Yeah, no, is, uh, I really hope uh, I'm going to try to go on a, like, a meditation retreat me this too. year. Like that, yeah, let's that go together. Been, let's do it. The whole equestrian trip. Ooh, we could make We, we could make, make a field own. trip. Yeah, yeah. field trip. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that kind of covers yeah, that. Yeah, that covers oh. meditation, mindfulness. Um, that's a really good way to kind of start cultivating the ability to release some anxiety in the moment yeah because if you have practiced breathing and you've practiced clearing your mind in non-stressful situations you should be able to transfer it to stressful situations yeah definitely so i think that brings us to the fixed versus growth mindset right yes yeah no so this is like a big um topic uh dr carol dweck introduced Mm -hmm. the fixed versus growth mindset where basically a fixed mindset is where you think your abilities are as they are they're stagnant that you are who you are same thing Mm -hmm. if you think you're not a meditator and that's what you're labeling yourself out maybe you have a fixed mindset and you need to expand into a growth mindset where we're constantly growing we're constantly improving like human ability is not limited and I think it's a lot about putting yourself in a box. Right. Fixed versus growth. Um, I know that I definitely, like, now that I've done a lot of work on growing, I have a growth mindset, but I've been in a place where I had a very fixed mindset. And I said, I can't do that because I'm this, and that is just very limiting. So it's the same thing if you have horse show anxiety. Even saying, I have horse show anxiety, you're putting yourself in a little bit of a fixed mindset Mm -hmm. whereas you should be framing it of this is something that I can work on and another big important point that I took away from this as someone who has always been kind of the overachiever personality as even labeling yourself as good at something puts you in a fixed mindset because it doesn't give yourself to room like room to learn and grow and get better. Yeah, because uh, you're already good at it. Yeah. Why do you need to be? You're like, yeah. oh, like I, I should be good at this. So like I don't want to put myself out there because I don't want to make mistakes and like be seen as a fraud. But like right. we're all human beings. Um, for horses, I think that a lot of times it's a common problem for amateurs or even young professionals that are riding horses that have gone farther beyond their level and they think that they should you know, if you buy a horse that's winning at one star and you take it novice, like you think you should probably win that novice because yeah. this horse was just winning at one star. When in reality, like you have no expectations for the relationship with right. this horse because you're still building it and everything like that. And that's actually something that I suffered from personally in my in my old competitive career. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I think that's just kind of a good thing to point out that because once you recognize that oh maybe I'm having a fixed mindset about this then you can hopefully you know again recognize and then avoid hindering your growth because you've recognized it so you can then change your mindset Um, and I think a big thing is there you should have a balance of confidence and humility so you know, knowing your abilities versus knowing there's always still more to learn, Yeah. you know, and just balancing those two. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I think, I do just feel like a large portion of anxiety, whether it be related to horse shows or just riding in general, it's our expectations not meeting our reality mm-hmm. is what causes it of, you know, you're in this mind of, I'm not doing good as I think I should be. Right. And instead, bring it back to the present moment and work at it. Right. For sure. 
Well, good. Um, now for our, are we ready for our listener question? Oh, oh yeah, listener question of the week. Um, this question comes from Hillary, who is a good friend of mine, um, wonderful human being. I just saw her a few weeks ago, and nice. uh, she she gave us a really great feedback on our first two episodes, and she said that she would love to hear about confidence and how to bounce back after a tough ride. Um, and just a little bit about not letting past failures sabotage future rides. And I know this is pretty standard, you know, I think you, yeah. you said it best with the, well, the... well, there's this thing called the negativity bias. Mm-hmm. So, which basically is negative events have a greater effect on a person's psychological state than neutral or positive things. Right. You know, so you have to have say you have one bad event that's going to be way more lasting in your mind than 10 good events um and you know that's just that's just the way it is and so understanding that um and just trying to focus on some of the positive things and not saying that everything's like unicorns and rainbows all the time but like you have to remember what you've been working on and like what there's always a positive aspect somewhere. Um, I like to play the glad game. What's the glad game, Emily? <laughs> well, the glad game, I wish I came up with it, but it's actually from the movie Pollyanna. <laughs> um, but basically, you just list all the things you're glad about. You know, it's like a gratitude exercise. So maybe after I have a bad dressage test, which we are improving but you know that keep that growth mindset keep in there, the growth Emily. mindset we are capable we just need to be able to show that <laughs> so anyway but you know i can get a little down after dressage but so i'll be like all right well i'm glad we stayed in the ring i'm glad we got at least one seven and most of all i'm glad we get to jump now you know <laughs> i love it i love it so you know if you're feeling down Try the glad game. You can play it in any situation. Yeah, there's always things that you can be glad yeah, about. Like, Tyler, I'm glad that I have you in my life. Oh, Emily. <laughs> anyway. Cheese. <laughs> I hope that's... That's that, a lot of cheese for a is. vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's a good one. Um, so, do you think that answers the question enough, or do we need to explain a bit more? Yeah, I'm. so I think... I think we could give some actionable advice for this one. I think we can tie mm-hmm. Hillary's question into our actionable advice for the week. Yeah. Um, so I think that a really good way to not let past failure sabotage your future ride is to choose an anchor word to pull you into the present moment. Mm-hmm. And this sounds really simple, but it kind of just changes your focus. Because if you're thinking about how your past ride went, you're already anticipating how your ride today is going to go before it has even happened. So if you have a word that you can say to yourself in the moment, like, or even like a short little phrase of I am here now, Mm -hmm. then you're just priming yourself to focus on the task at hand instead of anything that has happened before. Yeah. So I know for me, when I'm competing, or I mean, it can be riding on a daily basis, but most of the time I use this when I'm competing, if I get a little distracted, like, oh, hey, that person's watching me, or like, oh my gosh, I'm really worried about this jump or whatever, I just tell myself, feel, okay? So that reminds me to stretch my lower leg and wrap it around the horse, and then once I can feel that everything usually goes goes better you know like if i focus on something sensory um that just helps to tie me into the present moment so that works for me also um like if i'm a little nervous before i go into the ring i'll just take a couple of release breaths where i just like deep inhale Um, exhale and on the inhale I'll say here and on the exhale I'll say now not out loud it's in my head (laughs) but anyway like that it could be out loud it could be out loud you know if you guys see me and I'm at a show and I'm like here now you'll know what I'm doing Um, but anyway that also 
helps me. So yeah. those, those are my little tricks. And it can be anything that works for you, but those two things work yeah. for me. So, Hillary, you'll have to text me the anchor word that you choose, and I hope that you use it at your next competition, which yeah. I believe is next weekend. So yeah. I'm very excited for you guys. <laughs> um, another another quick tip just on that subject while, while we're on it is visualization is a really good way of, you know, if you've had something go wrong, picture it going right mm-hmm. or picture what you're going to do about it if it goes wrong again. You know, they talk right. about visualization isn't always like positive. It's not always unicorns and rainbows. It's what am I going to do when things go wrong? I think Michael Phelps used to always prepare for prepare for the worst prepare for for the the worst hope for the best and i think he he actually trained with his goggles full of water and during one of his swims for like the olympic gold medal his goggles filled with water and because he had trained like that he set the world record or something i i could be not exactly right on that because um i did not double check but yeah those are roughly the facts and for for me like visualization is is huge i actually in my own competing career back when I did have a horse of my own um I did a training three day and I had fallen off at the first steeplechase fence and so I you know my plan was to go back to do the training three day Mm -hmm. the next year well I had a year to think about ruminate on falling off at the first steeplechase fence and I was a nervous wreck and I actually did work with a sports psychologist to kind of get over it literally get over it (laughs) and I did and and to this day I have a picture of me jumping over that steeplechase fence and it's just the best like I I try to make that my gold standard of like visualization visualization you can do it yeah no that's that's good and I think just overall you need to remember you can't control the situation but you can control how you react to it right and all of these tips hopefully will help you to react in the best way possible oh yeah and I did like I just keep thinking of things that you can do like think of all the things that you've we done right like talk make, about this forever I think we're gonna need to yeah I know we have make to. a more in-depth um podcast you know breaking these down yeah like we'll more. probably have to do a podcast on each of these epi- like yeah. concepts at one point um but I think we've been talking for a while now so yeah. we should probably start to wrap this episode yeah. up so um, we have some exciting news coming up regarding meet, greet, and take a seat. Right at Carolina <laughs> International, which is in is that two weeks from this weekend? Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, on the last podcast, we had talked about doing our meet, greet, and take a seat. And anyway, we are. We're not doing, doing it still. that exactly, but we're doing something we'll be maybe there. better. Yeah. yeah, we'll have a presence. So we did, we talked to the organizers at Carolina because we were like, maybe we shouldn't just have like a mass group of people. Well, mass, I, I say it like everyone's <laughs> swarming in for the whole equestrian, but hopefully. Someday, someday. Um, so anyways, what we worked out is that we are going to have a tent and it is going to be right next to the stabling office. Yeah. So when you guys are getting your packets or checking times or course maps or anything, you can stop in the whole equestrian booth. We're going to have healthy snacks. We're going to have a chair for your meditation and relaxation yeah, we're gonna try to create like a nice little space and we're gonna it's gonna be great where you're not just like sitting on a chair in this tent and everybody's watching you we're gonna try to make it kind of like a little zen zone a little private um at least part of the tent so um emily's selling it much better than i am well you know as, as much as chair we're gonna have a chair <laughs> we're gonna have a chair as much as that sounds really appealing well, I think we're gonna try to make it a little you know what that reminds me of is um better I <laughs> you're a little scared for what I'm about yeah, to say I right am. now I'm, I'm worried but when my parents did prom for me and my high school friends okay. like they cooked dinner and stuff yeah. and they got like they got sushi and like my dad's a great cookie cooked steak and it was like this group of like 20 people and I was so excited that we were going to have like glass bottled coca-cola because you know like glass bottled coca-cola tasted way better than oh yeah 
you know, like any other Coca-Cola. And I, I think I was bragging about having bottled Coke. And I just realized that there was like plastic bottles. I realized it like three years after it had happened. I was like, oh my God, in math class, I was bragging about having bottled Coke. And like, there is nothing exciting about bottled Coke. Okay, so that was a total <laughs> tangent. I'm not quite sure what that had to do with our booth at Carolina, but we're going to go with it. Um, so, <laughs> okay, we will be there. Um, our booth is going to be pretty much self-service. Like, we're going to make some appearances, and we'll let you know what times we'll be in the booth. But um, we're going to just have some nice things for you guys to check yeah. out and hopefully be helpful to you on your competition weekend yep and me and emily will like like i said we'll pop into the tent when we can but we'll be in the barns if you guys need any yeah pep talks or advice like we're that's kind of what we want this to to be and we want to be here for you guys exactly um Um, and we're gonna have banners like i'll have one on my stall and tyler will hopefully have one up and the barn she's at mm-hmm. and so that way you guys will kind of know where we are and we'll be easier to find oh, so, yeah. anyway. um we will additionally be talking at there's an era of na meeting on thursday night mm-hmm. so everybody should check that out if you haven't heard of the era of na it's a collaboration between riders, grooms, owners, and other people involved in the sport to improve the overall safety, welfare, visibility, and growth of our sport. Um, They're doing really great things. They have supplemental accident and disability insurance for pros. They're doing um, adult amateur programs like the GEM Awards. So look them up, come to the meeting, come support us, come support them. It'll be great. Yeah, they're doing good things for the sport, so that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, you guys are going to look forward to our next episode, I hope, which is going to be on nutrition. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, which, like, practical nutrition. We want to talk right. about, like, horse show, like, how do I eat at a horse show? Or, right. or fueling like, yourself throughout the day when you don't actually have time to sit down and eat. Yeah. How do I eat healthy, relatively inexpensively? You know, we'll give you some of our our go tos for breakfast, lunch, snacks. We'll try to dinner. science it up a bit. Yeah, we like sciencing it up. <laughs> well, Tyler likes sciencing it up. I'm a dork. Anyway, guys. so that is the next episode. But as far as this episode goes, I think we definitely need to wrap it up. Yes. So, um, we hope you were able to learn some techniques on how to handle horse show anxiety. Yes. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Go ahead and follow. I did check um, Apple Podcasts, and we have five five-star reviews. Dang, I didn't know that. So, keep them coming, people. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, if anyone is interested in learning more about sports psychology as it relates to equestrian sports, I am doing a mini clinic series this summer at Rolling Hills Ranch, so check them out on Facebook if you want more information about that. Yeah, that'll be great. Really good. Well, we really enjoyed doing this, and we are open to feedback to better serve you, so please let us know if there's anything you think we could improve on. Yep, I'll try not to go on random tangents next time. (laughs) Yes, improve on that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, well, thanks for listening, guys. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.